I'm Bailey. <laughs> I'm Nini. And welcome to On a Grassy Knoll. Hi, guys. Welcome. Oh. You know, we really couldn't hear the train in that other episode, so I wonder if, like, you hear the things that we I hear. I could, like, barely hear it. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Hmm. Me thinks. I really want to get a fuzzy uh, mic cover so I can do some ASMR. <laughs> I think I'm going to start an ASMR channel. You Because I do ASMR, like, you, on a daily basis. ASMR. I love ASMR. You love it, yeah. You but could, just, you like, could read books. You could cover this shit in the I don't know if I have a good whisper. Do you, do you think so? I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. My little wisp. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's like, now I'm never doing I that. Know, I know, I know. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, okay, tell me more. Um, no, you should do ASMR. I think it'd be fun. What would my name be, though? That's like the hardest part. Ooh, yeah. Like Bailey ASMR? No, I hate that. Bailey Gore ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey Gore 123 ASMR. 123 ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, hi. How was your week? Welcome back, guys. Uh, oh, we just did our Spotify wrap. You guys, we so were exciting. both very excited and a little sad. A little sad. But mostly excited. Yeah, honestly. It was, it was cool. We were top podcast for 31 yeah. people. Uh-huh. Top pod, like number top, one. No, number one, yeah. And then we were top five for 75. For like, yeah, like yeah. 70, 60 something people. It was it was very impressive, though, yeah, to be honest. I wasn't mad about so it. I'm like, okay, cool. You guys are out there, wherever, wherever you are. Wherever you are. But at least you're, we are speaking. And to we hit somebody. 300 followers on Instagram. We did? Yeah. I didn't even know this. Yeah. Go team. Go team. Oh, if we were. We're slow and steady wins the race. Yes. Slow and steady wins the race. We're if... one of those parables. The, yeah. the turtle. The tortoise, <laughs> the tortoise and, and the, the hare. Oh, yeah. The tortoise <laughs> and the frog. <laughs> the tortoise and the frog. I was like, wait, what? The princess and the frog. Shit, I got a little. I got my, I got my fables confused, dog. But um, yeah, if we were on your top uh podcast for the year, please Let share that and tag us in it. That would be super cool. Um, Shout out Tyler because we were on his uh wrapped and he did post us so Hell yeah. very very cool very cool um yeah that was that was neat yeah who was your top artist on spotify right? my top artist can you guess meg the stallion Ooh, always she was nice. my top artist last year too yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah yeah and then it was it was top uh top artist meg the stallion kim petrus charlie xcx suicide boys and then and who's that that was five, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Who were yours? Uh, Horrible Peck. Again, obviously. yes. I was like top 0.1% of listeners oh, or something yeah. ridiculous. I was like. It makes you feel so special. Yeah. I'm it? like, where's my extra fancy merch? Mm-hmm. My special merch. Um, So Orville Peck was number one. Then I think it was Cafe Tacuba, My Chemical Romance, Arctic Monkeys, nice. and Lady Gaga. That's like, so God, you. I'm gay. That's so you. <laughs> I've been seeing I people like showing their, their top five to so the audio. It's like the different people or the one person doing different voices of you're gay yeah you're gay, you're, gay. <laughs> you're, you're one gay. of them queers <laughs> that was that was that basically was mine and yours too i was like oh okay <laughs> oh my god i was laughing so hard and it's funny because my top played song was like a remix of a cafe Tacuba song oh which really is like it's like a very kind of mellow like rock ballad oh, about okay. like love and oh, they this um like salsa group remixed it so it's like a, it's got like trumpet it's like fun like, little like Oh, it's so black to play for you. Yeah, yeah play. play that, for and me. I played it like 70 something times, which I was like, that's not a lot. I feel. I think mine was 87 times for Bang. I feel by like that's Cobra. not a lot. Mm. Yeah. Good, good choice. Good choice. Sorry. Um, you know what I wanted to tell you Ooh. was that we got, well, I want to tell you guys as yes. the fans, yes. um, that we got a paranormal encyclopedia. Oh, yes. Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia for the um, podcast. It's actually really good. That's what I. That's how I found my topic for this week. I love that so much, dude. It was really because I was feeling so, not like disjointed, but like mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't think. I always have a list, but mm-hmm. my list mainly consists of conspiracies. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it was, it's just kind of hard, and I was like, maybe I'll do true crime, and then I always kind of get scared because I'm like, I don't want a first time listener to like get on this podcast mm-hmm. and hear true crime. 
because that's like, not wait, how wait a we, second it yeah, says paranormal, paranormal conspiracy, conspiracy yeah. on the, on so the like bio. if i do a true crime just know that there's a conspiracy behind it yes it'll be like an unsolved or whatever yeah but absolutely. um because technically if you wanted to like you know be specific about it Edgar Allan poe was a true crime yeah yeah. yeah but and that was a fantastic story thank you so I, I really I, liked it too i love re-listening to that episode yay it was so you know who told me he actually listened <laughs> and like could like say something from it <gasps> josiah i know i was like oh Oh, effort. <laughs> <laughs> Jerking off motion. Yeah. Oh, God. So, anyways, <laughs> how was your week? Um, it was pretty uneventful. Oh, yeah. I did watch um, A Haunting in Venice. Oh, how was that? It was really good. Really? It was a lot better than. So, it's like Murder on the Orient Express, Death on the Nile, and then right. Haunting in Venice. It was better than the first two. Oh, okay. For so sure. Yeah. Was it like I, actually scary? Yeah, it yeah. was it was like spooky. It was like Halloween themed. There's Ooh. a seance, like they're in Italy, they're mm. in Venice, like in this decrepit like palazzo. Like yeah, it, oh. it's really it's really cool. Yeah. You should you should watch it. I think okay. I think it was I'm down. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Um but yeah, that was really like the only like main highlight of my week. Oh, I bought tickets to see the Rolling Stones. That is cool. That's pretty cool. When is that? It costs a fucking arm and a leg. Really? Worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Um in july oh. at sofi stadium Ooh, that'll be fun yeah, yeah and I, I was just like and i kind of forgot that tickets were going on sale that day but i woke up on time still and i was like oh my god like and i was like able to log in i was like listen we're gonna sit where we sit but we're mm. gonna go so yeah. I'm, I'm pretty stoked understandably so yeah my dad's like should. really stoked too Aww. that's technically like his christmas gift oh, too really? yeah because we that. saw that we've been seeing commercials on tv he's like man i would love to see the so it's like i think it'd be so freaking cool i was just like (laughs) so i'm super excited for that Feliz Navidad. And pretty much everybody's getting like tickets to some sort of thing for I love Christmas this year. Like my mom got her concert tickets. Right, my nieces right, right. are probably gonna get like some sort of like ticket, or I'll just give them a Ticketmaster like voucher or something. Oh, okay, cool. So um, yeah, I'm nice. taking a stress free approach to holiday. Shopping I love that for you. Year. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm doing. Well, I can't tell you my approach, or else it'll give it away. But, oh shit. Um, <laughs> are you doing a like a buy one get one for yourself? Like buy one for somebody, get one for yourself. Because I did no, that one year. No, mine's like buying um in bulk because oh. a lot of you guys, like a lot of my friends, have similar, similar taste. Case. Yeah. yeah, so All it's good like taste, I could buy, course. I could buy like a, a value pack of something mm. that's on sale, smart. Mm-hmm. like at Ulta, Very Marshalls, smart. everything. Yeah. So and then I split it up like evenly. That's yeah. smart, actually. I Everybody's like that. gonna get a good stocking hack. like full of stuff. No big presents. I love yeah, I love a stocking too. That's probably my favorite part of like Christmas. Like, is a stocking. Especially because my parents never really did stockings. Really? Like we have our stockings uh-huh. as decor, but we but never you don't put use anything them? in oh them. No, yeah. Oh, stockings are my favorite because my mom would fit like the most random shit in there. Like it was Your really such fun. A good gift giver too. She is such a. She's that is like one, that's why that's both my parents have gift giving as their love languages. Yeah. So I'm Aww. like, of course, I'm the way that I am. I'm just like, wait, no, but Nini would really like that. <laughs> and that's why I like literally wanted to give you all the stuff that I got you at Five Below and Ulta. And then my mom was like, why wouldn't you just give it to her for Christmas? And I was like. Yeah, I guess you're that's right. what I have that internal thought with myself. I bought Bailey and I some really cool um, pins. old-timey like 80s pins. They're dead stock from the 80s. They're just like novelty word pins. Uh, what does yours say, Bailey? Um, if you're looking for me, I just left. <laughs> and mine's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah. That's I feel so like, real. I feel like that's us. Big fucking so, deal. Because you I, could say it could either be like you're a big fucking deal or like big, big fucking deal. deal. Yep. Yeah, which is how I interpreted it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's I so great. That. And I thought about it. I'm like, I should give this to her. No. No, I have to I do must. It now. I'm sorry. I know that's why I was like, "Mom, I have to give her the paranormal encyclopedia like now." <laughs> that's, that's so funny. <laughs> or at least cool. like have it. it for the pod lock. Yeah, so it's absolutely. Like, and it's now, like a... honestly, it's a good idea. We should start collecting some books for the yeah. pod lock that are like little encyclopedias mm-hmm. like that, and then mm-hmm. we can go through. Yeah, because I have um right here the like oh haunted. the par- yeah, yeah. paranormal one too the history magazine yeah, yeah. and i have a true yeah. crime one and then i have like um you gotta get some conspiracy ones yeah exactly yeah. so yeah. That, that that's a be- that would be a good we're working on the pod library guys yes so, so if you guys you. have any suggestions or you want to donate yes let us know yes please and i think it's time yeah no let's get into it beep oh my gosh okay hi ah, I'm so excited. why it's excuse me Ugh, the burp came back oh return return of the mac um i haven't done paranormal in a while because we went to vegas and then we did reddit and mm-hmm. then and then i went straight into conspiracy yeah yeah so that's how i feel right now now you get how i feel when yeah. i'm like it's been such a long time yeah since I've done this one. like Fuck. that's how i feel right now okay um well guys welcome to paranormal party Woo. um with Bailey Gore. Bailey Gore. <laughs> ASMR. Or at Corporate Goth if or you want to follow the socials. Yes. Um, all right. Let's just jump right into it then. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, should we play the game? 
What do you think? Okay, yay! I love this game. Um, Three topics. Um, Haunted object. Okay. Haunted place. Random one-off. Random one-off. Yes! Yes! Oh my god! (laughs) The first time you've been right! (laughs) Oh, about time. Okay. Okay. So, in popular culture, a zombie... Is an undead creature with a reanimated human body. Oh yeah, my God. I know. I'm excited. Ah, this is so fun. Um, they're typically depicted in science fiction or horror, you know, as we've seen, as contagious, uh, to the living by mm-hmm. bite usually, yes, or like any kind of like death, like if you're touched by them, whatever, like mm, spit or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, and vulnerable only to serious head trauma. So like you got to shoot them in the head, cut their head off, whatever. Gotcha. So this interpretation of the zombie as an ad- undead person that attacks and eats the flesh of living people is drawn largely from george a ramiro's film the night of the living dead yes from 1968 which like yes. i didn't know that that movie was that old it's black and white i know but like I, yeah i don't know why like i didn't put the two together i thought it was like black and white in like a kitschy way yeah no know? no it's 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 pretty it's old. like a literal it's pretty old when did tv go in color um if that was 1968 TV, i want to say it was like like film um like television sets i know it was like mid 50s i want to say really film i'm not sure or maybe really? it was done that way on purpose maybe I'll, I'll look into yeah, it we'll look into that. i should have done that while you um work. and his film was actually partly inspired by richard matheson's novel i am legend oh i didn't know that was a novel well, yeah i yeah. knew it was a novel but i didn't know it inspired this mm-hmm. wow cool. and that's from 1954 so Whoa. pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't know this i was like oh my god i love this that's very cool um However, how the creatures in contemporary zombie films came to be called zombies is not fully clear. Oh. Because the Night of the Living Dead made no spoken reference no. to the term zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, they named their undead antagonists ghouls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because in Arabic folklore, the ghouls are considered to be demons, not the undead. So, like, it's not really, like, sure, like, where... Um, what's his last name romero, romero yeah. drew like inspiration for like ghouls specifically yeah. but um it the word zombie is used exclusively by romero in his script for his sequel dawn of the dead gotcha. 1978 which like damn 10 years 10 later years. for and that it, time and it still hit too mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and he actually says it once in dialogue oh. yeah so it's like, okay. wow. Yeah, only once. Impressive. Um, intimately tied to the concept of the modern zombie is that of the zombie apocalypse. Yes. Yes. Um, the breakdown of society as a result of an initial zombie outbreak spreads quickly, and this archetype has emerged as a prolific subgenre of apocalyptic fish- fiction mm-hmm. and has been portrayed in many zombie-related media after Night of the Living Dead. So mm-hmm. that was literally, like, the archetype. Of- yeah, yeah, the, the, blueprint, the blueprint. The blueprint. Or as Nicki Minaj says, the pink print. The pink print. Um, so if you don't know or you've never watched a zombie apocalypse movie, a uh, widespread, usually global rise of zombies hostile to human life engages in a general assault on civilization mm-hmm. and then victims of zombies may become zombies themselves or you know their family member will take pity yeah <laughs> 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 you said take pity take and pity, snipe, them. snipe them kill them <laughs> that's a good title too. finish her take pity snipe them <laughs> <laughs> that is sweet. write that down write that down um uh this causes the outbreak to become an exponentially growing crisis, mm-hmm. and the spreading phenomenon swaps normal military and law enforcement uh, organizations, leading to the panic collapse of civilized society, only until isolated pockets of survivors remain, scavenging for food and supplies in a world reduced to a pre-industrial wilderness. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, possible causes for zombie behavior in a modern population can be attributed to viruses, bacteria, or other phenomenon that reduce the mental capacity of humans, causing them to behave in very primitive and destruction. You know, they want to kill. Yeah, <laughs> like, they want to bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> zombie kill. <laughs> zombie kill. Um, so, turning away from Western influence, in Haitian voodoo... A zombie is a mute and willless body robbed of its soul and given the semblance of life by a supernatural force, usually for, and this was unexpected, manual labor. Oh, that's fucked up. So, so like indentured servitude, but like in the afterlife? That's yes. Up. So let's get into it. Damn. Oh, my God. Please. So. For centuries, followers of the voodoo religion, which is derived from West African religions carried to Haiti by slaves, um, have believed that zombies are in fact real. Okay. 
Uh, there are reported cases of concerned relatives strangling or shooting the corpses of loved ones before burial to prevent their being called back to a zombie life. Oh, fuck. yeah. Um, a number of writers on Haiti reported the belief that zombies had never really died, but had been given a poison that makes them appear dead. This belief was reflected in the whole in the old Haitian penal code, which classified as attempted murder, quote, the use that may be made against a person of substances which, without causing death, produce a prolonged lethargic effect. If following the state of lethargy, the person has been buried, the act will be considered murder. So, like, even if you don't kill them necessarily, like, if you make them look dead, they're classified as dead, and then they get buried, like, literally buried alive, uh, that's considered murder in the Haitian penal code. I mean, yeah, yeah. that checks out. <laughs> I would hope so. I would fucking <laughs> hope so. Now, there are two types of spiritual intermediaries in the voodoo religion, and I had to, <laughs> like, type their pronunciations. Oh, yeah. So there's hoonigans okay. and bokors. Okay. So hoonigans are priests, um, are of the prime clergy, right? So they preside over traditional ceremonies, intercede between individuals and the many voodoo gods. They heal the sick, they can see the future, and they dispense um, personal and political advice. So they're just kind of like all around like a, a leader in the community. Okay, interesting. Um, hoonigans are known to be magical, um, but reputable hoon... hoon- I was just saying it for Hoonigans. 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 Yeah. Practice it. They practice it. Um, only for good ends. Gotcha. So they only use their magic for good. Okay, wait. Um, however, okay. Bokors, featured in many Haitian tales, are often associated with the creation of zombies by the use of a, and I didn't know this was a word, deadening brew? Undeadening? Deadening. I love that. Yeah. Or um, so a brew or potion, usually containing poison, extracted from. Can you guess? It's like a animal, or not an animal, like a toad, a fish. Oh, yeah, the puffer fish. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Tetrodox, tetrodoxetin. Oh, tetrodoxetin. Tetro, tetrodotoxin, tetrodotoxin. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes. Jesus Christ! Nailed it, dude. Words are so hard sometimes. I feel like I'm a very eloquent person, but sometimes, like, when you're on your own podcast reading something, you're like... The pressure's on. The pressure is so on. And you're like... "Eh." (laughs) I don't know how to read. (laughs) (laughs) So, this poison um, in the potion induces a drinker to appear as though they were dead. Mm -hmm. Thus, they are often buried. Mm -hmm. And later, the bakor would return for the victim and force them to do his bidding, such as, like we said earlier, manual labor. Gotcha. The victim is given delirant drugs, mainly datura stramonium, where they enter a detached, somewhat like dreamlike state. Okay. So they're constantly given drugs to like maintain the state. Sedate them, yeah. kind of. Okay. Its state is likened to being mind controlled because they will literally just do whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, the person is alive, but in a state where they cannot control what they say or do. At this point, when the person has been reanimated from the grave, or at least is moving about working for the Bokor, they can be termed zombies. Hmm. Uh, however, some legends dispense with this explanation and have the Bokor raise zombies from dead bodies whose souls have already departed. So it kind of depends on who you're talking oh, to in Haiti. okay. Gotcha. Um, however, and I think this was probably like the most interesting part of the story. Mm-hmm. Well, We'll get into it. Mm. Um, in 1983, E. Wade Davis, which, like, why is your name E? E. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is a Harvard graduate student in ethnobotany, oh, wow. which is a field that combines botany and anthropology. And cool. I didn't know that. I know. I was like, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. That sounds cool as fuck. Um, published, so uh, E. Wade Davis published an article in the Journal of Ethnopharmacology. Ooh. Crazy word. Say good, that 10 good times. Job, yeah. Um, and he reported on research he had conducted among Haitian zombies and the zombie makers. Hmm. Uh, following up on work done by a Haitian psychiatrist named Lamarck Doyon, David kind of like finished his work for him and concluded that there is, quote, an ethnopharmological basis to the zombie phenomenon. I mean, this is a man from Harvard, bro. Like, yeah, this man like saying, knows like, no, shit. This is, He's educated. This is a, that is so a real, a a real, real cultural, thing. social thing. That's so cool, dude. So most non-voodooists generally dismiss zombies as creatures of folklore, existing only in the fervid imaginations of a superstitious people. Mm. 
But then Davis actually found the zombie poison. So he obtained samples of the poison from several bokors in scattered villages. And he says the ingredients were not always the same. Like, it's not like a fucking pharmaceutical, you know, yeah. representative. Take five like, milligrams yeah. of, of this fucking thing. Yeah, the potion going. varies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he says a handful of ingredients uh, appeared again and again, which re- included human remains that are chemically inert. And I had to Google that. I'm like, what does chemically inert mean? Yeah. It means that they're not chemically, um, like, responsive. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I think I, I have it on my Google. Interesting. Um, and Chemistry, the term chemically inert is used to describe a substance that is not chemically reactive. Gotcha. So so if you like were to put some sort of... Like... I mean, like, doesn't that make sense? Because if they're human remains, aren't they chemically inert? Because, like, mm-hmm. there's no, like... Electrical... Yeah, like... Signaling. I was going to say electrolytes. <laughs> I was trying to, like, figure out chemistry right, right yeah, now. Or God. ethnobotany. God. Yeah, no. I'm like, this isn't my major. Sorry, guys. No, 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 no. <laughs> Me, that one day when I was asking you, like, help me. <laughs> what was I trying to figure out? About the homos- Oh, my the God. Homos- homos- sapiens. Oh, my fucking God. That was so funny. I was so like, funny. I'm so sorry. I can't help I you. Can't help you. <laughs> you were my lifeline, and I was reaching out, and you were like, move, And bitch. I was like, click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so the potion... Um, ingredients appeared again and again. So they were okay. So re- human remains, mm-hmm. and like you said earlier, a large toad called the Bufo mar- uh, marinus. Okay, parts of which have been used in Central and South America as a hallucinogen and arrow poison. Because you know how people in the Amazon use darts yeah. to sedate yeah. animals or people. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude! Oh, that's yeah. scary. I don't like that. Yep. Most significantly, mm-hmm. Davis found that the potions included several varieties of. Say it with me. Pufferfish, puffer which like I didn't know pufferfish were so common in like Haiti, but you know. Yeah, it must be the water. Too. Yeah, um, the skin and certain internal organ of these fish contain a lethal nerve toxin called tetrodotoxin. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of myself. Oh yeah, that was so fluid. <laughs> which, in small doses, can induce severe paralysis and lower a per- person's heartbeat and respiration to such a point that even a trained physician might pronounce them dead. So. Crazy. Um, such cases are well known in Japan where the puffer fish, known as fugu, is consumed as a delicacy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've heard of that. Now, hundreds of people in Japan have died from eating improperly prepared fugu. And the medical literature also records cases of dead fugu victims coming back to life as their bodies were being carted off to the crematorium. <laughs> so... Oh, I mean, I like it's very likely, right? Yeah, it's that, like I find that crazy, honestly. Yeah. It's the fucking pen. Sorry. No, you're okay. Um, the making of a zombie, Davis reported, involves religious beliefs and rituals. So the bokors who administer the poison truly believe that the poison kills and that it is a skillfully practiced magic that calls back a zombie from the dead. Gotcha. So um, he says, uh, Davis says, except in the odd case where the poison kills the person completely or the victim suffocates in the grave. Which, like, <laughs> I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often, actually. Yeah. Like, if they are technically alive, like, how are they not, like... <gasps> Inhaling all the dirt. Exactly. Oh, jeez. So, early. it is the poison, David concluded, that makes this zombification possible. So, um, gotcha. the little thing that they do is they administer the poison to a victim by applying it repeatedly to the victim's skin into an open wound or sore which like ew. i don't like that what if they don't have an open wound or sore like you no, have to like, make it make one yeah I, i'm assuming yeah, yeah. absolutely. Ugh. oh i don't like that so uh this causes a victim to get sick quote die and though still conscious subsequently buried um the bakor goes to the graveyard at night digs up the victim feeds him an energizing counter agent uh which is a mixture of cane syrup with sweet potato and a hallucinogenic plant called the zombie cucumber which like ironic but it's called that the, sounds kind of tasty <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. it's, it's gonna be the um okay. that sounds like a thanksgiving the bad dish. krabby patty that they give to the <gasps> yeah food inspector <laughs> i love that so much the zombie cucumber. We gotta make Fuck that no. a meme. No, literally. Yeah. And um, they, the Bokor leads their victim away into slavery, gotcha. which is exactly what happened to Clairvius Narcisse. 
Narcisse. It's really pretty. N-A-R-C-I-S-S-E. Oh, Narcisse. yeah. I yeah. love that. The double S and mm-hmm. the E. Oh, that's nice. I mean, my, my list hates it, but Classy. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very pretty word. It sounds nice. <laughs> so in 1962, shout out uh, my mother for being hey. born. Um, he checked himself into the Albert Schweitzer Hospital in De Chapelle, Haiti. I'm totally pronouncing that wrong, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. I Close enough, it man. It literally looks like, like you know, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. It literally looks like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> if somebody that didn't know how to spell it, spelled it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he went to the hospital complaining of fever and body aches. His symptoms included a severe fever, fatigue, and, ew, coughing up blood. <sighs> Disgusting. That's never a good sign. I'm like, okay, tuberculosis. Ass. Yeah, like, hello. <laughs> Consumption. Um, his, det- his condition deteriorated rapidly as doctors struggled to diagnose him. However, within two days, the local physician declared him dead, and he was held in a cold storage for a day and subsequently buried. So I just think that's interesting that he was held for uh, a longer time than they usually talk about, yeah. and he still came back to life. That, um, like, a whole day? Like, 24 hours? Like, so, a long as time. was the custom in okay. Haiti at the time, Narcisse was buried the next day okay, yeah. in a small cemetery near okay. his family's home. Mm-hmm. Mourners filled the funeral as they paid respects to the departed, and by all accounts, Clairvius Narcisse was dead and buried, right? Literally, yeah. 18 years later, in 1980, a figure was seen walking aimlessly through a village marketplace. Villagers recognized him as Clairvius Narcisse, alive and well. Fearing that they had seen a zombie, they fled in terror. Just to clarify, you said 18 years? Years. Years. You meant that, not days. Mm -hmm. No, 18 years. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, 1980. (laughs) Remember 1962, he went in. Yeah. So he actually ended up finding his sister, Angelina, (gasps) and was able to convince her and several other villages of his identity by using not only a childhood nickname, he was able to share intimate family information. If you guys could see my face right now. I know. That's why I was like when I when I that saw this story, me up so I was quick. like, Wait, I'm like what? oh my god, that's horrifying. He claimed that he had been conscious but paralyzed during his supposed death and burial, and had been removed from his grave and forced to work at a sugar plantation. <gasps> oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, per his account, after his apparent death and burial on May second, nineteen sixty-two, his coffin was exhumed and he was given a paste possibly made from detura, which at certain doses has a hallucinogenic effect and can cause memory loss. Okay. Um, the boker who recovered him then, as stated, reportedly forced him, alongside others, to work on a sugar plantation until the master's death two years later. Damn. So they, mm-hmm. like, hypnotized him, basically, and, like, put him back to work. <gasps> that is so fucking sad, mm-hmm. dude. Holy shit. Um, when the Bocor died and regular doses of the hallucinogen ceased, because obviously he was being fed this like on yes, a daily basis. Yes, he was the, the Bocor was probably the one that was making it. Yeah, obviously. Um, uh, Clairvius eventually regained sanity and returned to his family after another sixteen years. So it took him that long. Whoa! Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Dude, that's fucked up. Um, and when he came back, he was like, told them the story, and they were like, oh shit, like yeah, like that makes that sense. Out. Yeah. yeah. Because they, Fuck. like I said, they believe in the power of voodoo magic. Like, yeah, of course. He he is seen as the man who was once a zombie. Yeah. It's crazy. He recovered. No, like, zombies isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, 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 I literally can't believe back. that. Because his resurrection obviously sent shockwaves through the medical yeah, community. Yeah, naturally. Because nobody could find a logical explanation. Especially knowing the poison that he had been administered. And his body showed no evidence of natural aging that would be expected after 18 years. What? Yeah. He was, like, frozen? Mm- <gasps> Like frozen in time. Um, the doctors theorized he may have contracted a rare disorder known as lethargic encephalitis, uh-huh. which could induce a death-like coma state. Okay, I have heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Um, they discovered he had been pronounced dead by a local doctor without proper equipment, making a misdiagnosis possible. Um, okay. Some theorized he was exposed to tetrodotoxin, the puffer fish. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. Oh. At first glance. Davis's research seems promising. Mm-hmm. Tetrodotoxin definitely causes paralysis and death. Mm-hmm. And researchers have documented cases in which people have recovered from a near-fatal poisoning mm-hmm. back to, you know, life. Yeah. Um, some of the samples Davis brought back to the United States also produced dramatic results when applied to the shaved skins of rats and monkeys. <gasps> yeah, unfortunate. Oh. I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, this is no, the 90s. Yeah. Or, I mean, sorry, the 80s. Yeah. Um, the subjects became lethargic and then immobile, but they eventually recovered completely. Wow. 
Other researchers, however, have raised questions about the legitimacy of Davis's research and the actual components of the samples he brought from back from Haiti, because apparently, like, they were, let me see. So, like I said, um, multiple scientists and researchers have raised questions about the legitimacy of Davis's research and the actual components of the samples he brought back from Haiti. Gotcha. Um, so, they've questioned his ethics mm -hmm. since he observed the desecration of graves when gathering ingredients for the powder. Yeah. Um, question whether ex in the initial experiments with the powder were scientific or controlled and whether other substances had been added to the powder being tested. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, alleged that samples of powder contained little to no tetrodotoxin. Um, however, Davis counters that putting the powder into solution for testing may have destroyed active ingredients. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, revealed that Davis repeated his topical applications of the powder using rats and monkeys and saw absolutely no effects. Oh. Mm -hmm. And studies have shown that several uh, alleged zombies um, are actual clear cases of mental illness mm. and mistaken identity. Oh. Yeah. Damn. So. Okay. Yeah, there's some, there's some pretty big holes. I was really intrigued by this story. Um, that's it. That's all I have. Oh, I, yeah, that was it. Yeah, because oh, I, I just wanted to be like, okay, like, here's what happened. Here's the guy that, like, this case study is about. Yeah, and here's evidence. the counter. Okay. The, 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 the uh, desecration of the graves is really fucked up to me yeah. because I didn't include this, but um, he actually, like, worked with some bookors because, like, you had to earn their respects and stuff in order yeah. for them to, like, show you the potions and yeah. shit. So he was literally watching people, like, dig up bodies and, like, use their remains. Oh, yeah. And that so, raises the whole consent yeah, issue and yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, that's so, gnarly, dude. Fuck. Uh, yeah. That was really that was really gnarly. Yeah. I had, I was like, oh my god, I've never heard of this. This is cool. I learned about ethnobotany. I know, right? I, I didn't know about, that was a that thing. Is so, I didn't know that was a that field. Is so neat. Yeah, I love that. Botany and anthropology. Incredible. Cool Incredible. Cool yeah. That's fuck. that's really fucking cool. So yeah. What a good story, dude. Thank you. So so what do you what do you think? Do you think that these are plausible holes in his his research i think i think the zombie thing is a real thing but since he is one of the only like leading scientists in this like there has to be some questionable you know questions to be held and like applied to his theories because if you take one person's word for what it is i mean for obviously the, yeah. the other um actual haitian psychologists that we talked about mm -hmm. like first started this work but davis who knows, is the like, more known for yeah, it, even mm -hmm. though he technically doesn't have as much firsthand experience. Yeah, like, and he gotcha. was a student, like gotcha. getting his PhD when this happened. Mm, yeah. Okay. So interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but yeah. I, I definitely think like because I obviously as this uh, podcast host, I would hope that I believe in supernatural forces. Yeah. But this literally just sounds like someone being in like a, a hallucinogenic coma like state. Yeah, kind of like and being a, forced. Yeah, like a trance-like state. Yes, and then exactly. you're like I said, you're easily influenced if you're like, you know, hit with this thing. So yeah. You're malleable. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. You're yeah. malleable to whoever like is near you pretty mm -hmm. much, because they're the ones that are gonna decide your next move. Yeah, exactly. That's gnarly. Wow, good so, story. Thank you. Good job, dude. High five. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Welcome. Welcome back. We have refilled, we have had a snack. Uh we're ready to join the conspiracy corner. Yes. Woo! Okay, uh, today I've got another riveting. Wait, can we play the game? Yes. Yes. Okay. Give me three. Give me a few topics. Okay. Um, government. Okay. Cult. Okay. Uh, music. Cult. Sorta. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, it is both uh, music and, and cult, cult themes. Oh, okay. Um, so, grab your trust fund money and some all-white clothing. Because we are headed back in time to explore the mythical, perhaps even cultish land that is Camp Mars. What's that? Which was started by one of Hollywood's former heartthrobs turned try-hard method actor oh, no. slash enigmatic front man slash guitar, bass, keyboard player. Ooh. Jared Leto. Oh, Jesus I know. fucking Christ. I know. Oh, this no. is going to be exciting. Be fun. Okay. Yeah. So, 
who if you didn't know, John yeah. Leto is the lead singer of the rock band 30 Seconds to Mars, along with his brother, drummer Shannon Leto. And they formed in 1998 in Los Angeles, cool. if you can believe that. And Fight Club, featuring Jared Leto as the character of Angel Face, who gets right. the shit beat out of him by Edward Norton, uh, must, came out in 1999. Really nice. God, I want <sighs> I want to fight him I want, so I want Edward Norton to beat the shit out of me, actually. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Same. Um, but for the purposes of today's tale, uh-huh. uh, let's get an abridged version of 30 Seconds to Mars going. Okay. And I abbreviate it. 30 stm because that's what <laughs> 30 stm that's what i used to abbreviate it as because really? yeah, i was a very big 30 seconds smart you fan. were yes yeah so it, it pains me to do this one a little bit but it's it's like nostalgic but it's also like crazy once you start getting into the nitty-gritty oh so, i love that in 2002 okay. the band released their self-titled debut album while jared was filming hits like panic room alongside jody foster which oh, have you ever seen that yeah but i didn't remember him being. yeah that. he was the guy he's the guy with the cornrows oh yeah problematic yep uh which garnered positive critical reviews but commercially failed to make a splash Hmm. it wouldn't be until their 2005 sophomore record a beautiful lie which contained one of the best emo songs of the 2000s (laughs) the kill because i gotta say that fucking song goes hard i'm sorry um as well as from yesterday which was like the first music video to be filmed inside like the like emperor's palace in china really? like that video is like a mini movie it's actually pretty fucking cool really? i have to give you credit for that one too um and attack um which you can still find on my spotify playlist uh so anyway <laughs> we're starting uh with an article from the new york times okay. from june 2013 titled jared leto's worst kept secret by andrew goldman okay so it's worth noting um that in this interview with new york times magazine reporter andrew goldman uh the interviewer asked jared leto at one point in the video for the song or quote at one point in the video for the song closer to the edge the words yes this is a cult come on screen leto replied it's a joke a response to journalists saying you have such a cult following we have always had incredibly committed people following us if you like 30 seconds to mars if people like 30 seconds to mars they really 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 like it goldman continued his questioning goldman quote Seeing all those fans screaming and crying, I guess I didn't quite understand where the joke ended and where the actual messianic business began, you know, unquote. Leto, quote, well, I'll push back a little bit. The joke isn't really for you. It's for the believers who get the joke, unquote. Goldman, quote, you never use the word fans. People who like you are, quote, the echelon, unquote. Leto, I hate the word fan. It just seems so dismissive. Because we have this cult, this family, these believers who understand it. It seems fitting that there was a name to reference them. Unquote. Goldman. Do I have to take any expensive classes or do any e-meter auditing? A reference to Scientology's auditing. uh, To join? Unquote. Leto. Quote. Yes, you do. You have to dance under the full moon and drink the freshly sacrificed blood of a human baby. Unquote. what the fuck who says that in their interview with new york times he's like i'm so random oh my god so Ew. yeah it's it's awful also in may 2013 the band uploaded a post to their website which reads as follows now this was uh preceding the release of i think their third album oh, love okay. lust faith and dreams okay so quote this was uploaded to the band's website okay quote ever wonder what it's like to be at the mars lab all caps which is the band's recording studio in la okay Want to come see? Even better. Want to spend the night? Then we've got the contest for you. Pre-order your copy of Love, Lust, Faith, and Dreams for a chance to be one of five winners who will receive an exclusive invitation to the lab for a magical night we are calling dot dot dot. The sleepover. <laughs> okay. I was <laughs> if, expecting something much more some ominous. ominous right? yeah. The sleepover. If you will win, you'll be able to come spend a fun-filled night in the birthplace of Love, Lust, Faith, and Dreams and other Mars creations on the night of the album's release, May 21st, 2013. Still want more? Are you ready? What? One of the five winners will spend the night at Jared's house in Jared's very own bed. What the fuck? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yes, it's true. So pre-order Love, Lust, Faith, and Dreams and be instantly entered to win, travel included. P.S. Did someone say vegan pancakes? Shannon's coffee? Mofo's famous chicken? The possibilities are endless. PPS. The contest is open to anyone who pre-orders the CD or bundle. Already pre-ordered? No worries. We'll also be including early believers to possibly win. Pre-order here while you can. Unquote. That's weird as fuck. 
Why the fuck do I want to yeah. spend the night with no 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 ask fucking like thirteen this year old me fucking, yeah that's this a, isn't a fucking fan fiction bro no yeah I'm like that's already weird as fuck this is 2013 right so that was a thing and guess what Jared's bed actually looks like what is it circular um not exactly let me let me show you I pulled it up I mean we're we're on Vine people oh we're Jesus Christ. A coffin with what a sleeping of... bag and a pillow inside of it. That's like legitimate. I have no idea, but that's the that's the winner of the spend the night in the bed contest. He was from the UK. Why and is that's... this like a weird random trap house? Yeah. Okay. So keeping that in mind. Okay. Uh yeah, it's a wooden coffin with a sleeping bag and a pillow. Um so at least he didn't actually share a bed with a fan. Right. But so still that's misleading. a relief, I guess. But misleading. The same month, Tumblr user Steel and Glass translated one of the contest winners. Um, her name is Tess, but there was no last name given. Huh? Uh, blog post about the experience because Tess was from Mexico, so she had to she posted it in Spanish. In this blog post uh, that's been translated, Tess says that there was quote three guys and three girls at the event. Tess arrived at LAX and was taken to quote unquote the church, which apparently refers to like whatever venue they're at for oh. the night so it's like yeah there's like in, like twitter pages called the like at the church of mars um, weird interesting um so tess got to see the band play their show after which the band signed cds for okay. attendees and then when it came to take the group to the lab tess says quote jared showed up said goodbye to his friends and asked the winners if they were ready to leave for the lab they said yeah and jared said grab all your stuff then he started offering cokes but they ended up not giving any out what unquote you're gonna say he started offering coke. I was like, okay, yeah, no, 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 I get it. Like, like sodies. Um, soda pop. Sodies. Uh, so the group was then split in two and taken to the lab, in, which is the recording studio, like right. I said, in two cars. Quote, when they got in the car, they were given masks similar to the ones you see in the Up in the Air video. I'll show you those later. Okay. And they were told to put them on exactly when they were ordered to so they couldn't see directions to the house or where it was located. Okay. Unquote. Actually, no, quote still. Finally, we parked, we got out, and only when we stepped inside the lab, they took off our masks, unquote. But Tess was left highly disappointed when she looked around and saw, quote, they had cake, soda, and inflatable mattresses with sleeping bags on the floor. They brought us pizza, forbid us from taking photos, and then took the guy from the UK to see Jerry's bed, which turned out to be a coffin. We went into the actual studio where we were told about its history, then heard part of a song recorded in NYC. After this, Jared said goodbye and left the house. Di, an assistant, told me he wouldn't be back because the band had an appointment very early in the morning. When I told the rest of the guys about Jared being gone and no autographs, they also got upset. We expected something very different from this. We tried watching The Shining, but it didn't work. Like, on the, like, projector thing that they were given. Oh my god. Which, like, embarrassing. You're a recording studio and you don't have fucking functioning Wi-Fi. Yeah, hello. Um. Then Tomo arrived with with Vicky, his girlfriend, and their dog. He was just passing by, which was nice of him. And then he left. And everyone else left. At 6.30 a.m., Sarah, another assistant, arrived and woke us up. Those who wanted to shower took a shower, and then Sarah called cabs for us. Unquote. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like the worst fucking, like, sleepover you've ever heard of in your life? No, because... Where was the vegan pancakes? Where was the chicken? Where's the coffee? Like... What the, you like, brought us pizza and cake and mattresses, and mattresses on, the floor? on the floor? Blow up mattresses. That's insane. But I'm it's not like 30 seconds to Mars is making any kind of money in 2013. True. <laughs> so um I thought it was interesting right. that Leto refers to his band uh slash his fans uh so lovingly in his interviews when 30 seconds to Mars has been known to charge quote up to $900 for meet and greets oh in which God. they were sometimes so removed to the point of literally wearing surgical gloves to receive or to sign things from people. Are you serious? According to journalist Ray Alexandra's 2019 article for KQED called 30 Seconds to Mars, Jared Leto started a cult because of course he did. I mean, which I'm like, yeah, 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 that checks out. Uh, this next bit of info is from billboard.com uh, from a 2015 article titled 30 Seconds to Mars announces Malibu Summer Camp oh, by Colin Jesus Stutz. Christ. And this is from June 2015. Okay. Now, sometime in the later 2000s, like 2007, 2010, fiercely devoted 30 Seconds to Mars fans began to refer to themselves as, quote, the echelon 
and in 2015, they were rewarded for their diehardness on August 22nd through the 24th, when the band, which at the time was comprised of bassist Jared, drummer Shannon, and lead guitarist Tomo Milosevic, uh-huh. who was my crush. Oh, time, okay. So he's, he's like Croatian or something. He's Ooh. very sexy. Um, and they hosted a three-day event, a three-day camping event Ooh. in Malibu, California, called Camp Mars. The weekend would include events like, quote, hiking, climbing, yoga, meditation, arts and crafts, raising the flag, cooking with guitarist Tomo Milosevic, and coffee with drummer Shannon Leto. There will also be two 30 Seconds to March performances and some DJ sets. Okay, so, like, after what happened in 2013, I don't trust this shit. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's two years later, Yeah, no. Uh, The camp offered ticket options that ranged between a cool $799 to $1,999. The website stated, quote, this is a rustic nature experience. Expect to share your living space and live in a wonderfully communal way. The facilities are clean and safe, but they're not four-star hotel seats with dinner mints on your pillow. Make sure you understand exactly what you're getting, unquote. Which, like, ew, gross. Yeah. It's like that one time I'm I went like, to the guys... bar and they're like, if you're going to order drinks, you might as well pull out your ID now when yeah. I order the water. I was, I was like, like, ew. I'll just go through the back door. No, time. literally. <laughs> I'll just kill myself. Literally. Um, so Jared told Rolling Stone magazine in an interview, quote, we have always looked to do things for our audience that are fun and unique. What better way to celebrate the summer than in beautiful Southern California with the Mars family in full? Unquote. Jesus Christ. On August 26, 2015, so just a couple days after the event, uh-huh. Allison P. Davis of The Cut published the article, What Exactly Happened Inside Jared Little's Summer Camp? Where she shared photos of the event, which she called a, quote, strange gathering. It appears that the weekend was a combination of Coachella, a work retreat, and a guilty remnant gathering. Ooh. And the guilty remnant are a fictional cult from the book slash HBO series, The Leftovers, oh. who apparently dress in all white, quote, have to smoke in public and do not speak, unquote. Right. Does not set a good precedent. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> the images from the first Camp Mars seem fairly innocuous. Jared and Shannon try their hand at beginner's tightrope, and there was a photo slash video booth set up, which uh, model Ivy Laven post- posed for an Instagram picture app. So we have, like, documentation of this. Gotcha. And this was, like, a, of what I read, the first iteration of Camp Mars was the most um, accessible time that people did have with the oh. band. They were like, yeah, it was expensive, but we actually got to, like, they signed multiple things for us. They took photos for us. We got to hang out with them. We got to talk to them. Like, it was oh a very God. different experience okay. than, than what, what we're what gonna happened. get into. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, this next bit of info is from Kerrang.com. Oh, I love Kerrang. I love Kerrang. They used to be my favorite I magazine. used to buy them all the time at Dude, Best Buy. Dude, same. At Best Buy, because that was the only place oh, you could find it in store. God, if you no, didn't order literally. online. Literally. So, um, Camp Mars continued to be hosted every August in Malibu from 2015 to 2018. Okay. Then, in 2019, Jared and Shannon announced that Camp Mars would be changing venues from Malibu, California, to the island of Obanjan near Sibenik, Croatia. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You heard that right. It went from Malibu hipster campground to, quote, an international all-inclusive festival experience with yoga amongst the trees, swimming, relaxation, and intimate performances by Leto and his band, 30 Seconds to Mars, unquote. Who's still a 30 Seconds to Mars fan in I have never. I have not seen one. I have seen my share of 30 Seconds to Mars tattoos out and oh, out. Okay. But, but fine, I haven't it's seen... Like early 30 Seconds to Mars. But you're still, like, paying as much money. You're still and... standing in the year of our Lord 2013? Yeah, yeah. no. Um, the lowest ticket price for this event... Do you want to guess? Two. 2K. $1,499. Okay. Uh, this was called the, quote, Stargazer South Camp Package. Uh, while the highest price package was, what do you think? Ten, six thousand four hundred. Oh, okay, okay, which, like still a lot. Yeah, that's still so much. What is this Firefest? Right, <laughs> that, and <laughs> it was so funny because a lot of the articles I found were comparing the first Mars Island to Firefest, really? even though she didn't go terribly wrong from what I saw. Right. But it was just like, what, what does this happening? remind you of? Yeah. yeah. So the highest VIP package, which was called the Phoenix package, I believe, boasted quote. Uh, that it was located in the sun lodges that are completely weatherproof, lockable, and fully furnished with a shared ensuite bathroom and shower. Three-night all-inclusive festival stay, including two full-length concerts by 30 Seconds to Mars, as well as community and wellness-focused activities. Unquote. Two full-length concerts? You don't need to see two full-length concerts back-to-back. They don't have that they much They don't have music. that many songs. They have, like, four albums, guys. Yeah. Uh, so after the event was announced, Jared took to Twitter with the following message. Quote, Mars Island 2020. Who's coming? Exclamation mark, question mark. Can't wait to live like a dream with you in Croatia this summer. 72 hour sale ends tomorrow. And there was a really cringy, like, um, filter uh-huh. on the on the video. I gotta show you. 
wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, y'all. I gotta, I gotta show Bailey this. Oh wait, no. Is it? Is it not this one? It's where he's making the kissy face, and it's got the kissy faces on it. Okay, no, so it's not that one. No, okay. I'll find it later. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, a 2020 Reddit post on the r slash cults subreddit titled, "Are we gonna talk about 30 seconds? Or are we gonna talk? Are we gonna talk? Are we gonna talk? Are we gonna talk about Mars Island?" The quote all inclusive experience where fans of 30 Seconds to Mars pay anywhere from $995 to $6,500 to spend a weekend with the band and call Jared Leto, quote, the Messiah? Question mark. That's crazy. The hashtag on Twitter is hashtag Mars Island, and people are calling it my cult or my family. The mode of dress is similar to Rajneesh Purim. Oh, really? Do we got to be worried? Unquote. A comment by user dop underscore e underscore. L Ganger. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's funny. Dr. Uh, Ganger. On the thread reads, quote, yeah, all of the alleged sexual allegations against him are crazy. I went down a rabbit hole not long ago looking into it. He has a really dark past with his younger female fans, allegedly. Surprising that he wasn't outed in the Me Too movement. And then if you look into some of the high-end packages, one is as high as $8,000. Holy shit. And then the top one, so there was even more tears than the ones I mentioned. Uh-huh. And the top one is called the, quote, Phoenix Package. And it lists a VIP activity with Jared as one of the features. And there are no prices for it. I'm guessing it has to be applied or screened for. So crazy. I think this is one to watch. Unquote. And now I have some photos. Oh, my God. From Mars Island 2020. I can't wait. Oh, no. (gasps) That many people showed up. Also, what do you notice about the demographic? All white. Yeah. Like, largely white. And he literally white. is all dressed in white with long brown hair. He looks like he wants to be Jesus. What do you notice about these girls? All over... I mean, they could be dressed however they want, but over-sexualized. Yes. Like, very... Young. Yeah. Pretty. Very young, pretty. Yeah. But, like... Alternative a little Yeah, bit? a little... Okay. Very fan base. What Does that mean? not scream cult? They're just standing there, like... But why are they all in white? That was the dress code. You had to dress all in white. Like... The whole time? Yeah. This is this is the the good one. Oh my god. Yup. This man is walking around in like some five hundred dollar pair of Ray Bans and a goddamn gauze white robe. Jared Leto is not that interesting, you guys. Nope. nope. He's trying so fucking hard. Uh lastly, I have some info from a January 2023 article for the MarySue.com by Rachel Ulatowski titled Jared Leto 14 is the new cop 40%. Ooh. So on January 22nd of this year, Twitter user at Hamish Steele uploaded a fake post to the platform that read, quote, I apologize to Mr. Leto. I got this all wrong. He in fact wanted to be in Tron since he was 14. Google Jared Leto 14 for more info. And this was in reference to the fact that he got cast for the new Tron movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, when web users did as this man said. Right. Uh, quote, the top results were related to misconduct allegations against the actor as Leto has been accused of predatory behavior and alleged abuse of minors as young as 14. <gasps> Unquote. Oh, so the 14. Yeah. Gotcha. Ulatowski offers the following timeline of allegations against Leto. This is all quoted. Okay. Um, in 2005, an anonymous source opened up to the New York Post, not a very reliable source, but still, right. about Leto's alleged creepy predatory behavior. This person called Leto a, quote, serial texter and claimed that he had a creepy habit of constantly texting and calling teenage girls. In one alleged incident, he asked a 17-year-old for her phone number in front of a chaperone when Leto was in his 30s, (gasps) though the girl refused to give it to him, which, like, smart girl. Yeah. Jesus. In 2013... But, like, a 17-year-old, I would do it. I'd be like, oh, my God, Absolutely. And it's like, they know what the fuck they're doing when they do that shit. Like, I can't say I wouldn't have been... I can't say I wouldn't have been suggestible at that age. No, 100%. I'd be like, oh, my God, You know how much I loved bands back in the day. I would have done so much for these people. Okay, so, in 2013, another now-deleted forum arose on GossipRocks.com and included accusations from another woman who said that she was 17, that when she was 17 and Leto was 34, uh, during the, t- they, he allegedly assaulted her. Sorry. Okay. She said that Leto coerced her into non-consensual sexual acts and also asked her to verbally tell him she was 14 or 15, <gasps> even though the age of consent is 17 in New York. 
Yeah. There's also this golden Twitter interaction between Dylan Sprouse and director James Gunn okay. of the 2021 Better Suicide Squad. Okay. Dylan Sprouse says, quote, Yo, Jared Leto, now that you've slid into the DMs of every female aged 18 to 25, what would you say your success rate is? To which James Gunn replied, he starts at 18 on the internet. <laughs> and people are like, oh, he's a troll because blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, no. That has some basis to it. Every yeah. joke is, is slightly rooted in a truth. Thinly veiled truth. truth. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, this author goes on to mention, um, Ulotowski mm. goes on to mention some of Leto's odd, odd onset antics. Quote, which he himself has tried to excuse by claiming he was method acting. Unquote. Ew, really? That yeah. was his excuse. Yeah. That's. Um, these are other things that he's done while he was, quote, method acting. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. While on set for Morbius, director Daniel Espinoza said that Leto forced crew members to push him to the bathroom in a wheelchair because he was supposedly embracing Morbius's physical limitations. Okay. Though denied by Leto, there were also allegations that he sent his Suicide Squad co-stars extremely creepy gifts to get into the role of the Joker, including a live rat, a dead hog, and used condoms. Ew, what the fuck? A 2016e.com article, however, has Leto admitting, quote, I did give some really nice sweet gifts as well. I gave cupcakes. I don't think they should have eaten the cupcakes. Also, if you were curious, he sent the pet rat to Margot Robbie, quote, a set of bullets to Will Smith, as well as a dead hog to the entire cast. And the condoms, quote, weren't actually used condoms, but ones that Leto delivered out of their wrappers, unquote. There is also a pretty high amount of Reddit threads that reference either Leto's creepy culty behavior uh-huh. or the Echelon slash Mars Island as a whole. Uh-huh. Uh, I would recommend Curious Minds. Check out r slash Army Hammer Receipts. <laughs> the thread titled, quote, Jared Leto, old article with summary of allegations, includes Imgurlink to collection of screenshots. To check out some of the allegations people have made against Leto on Twitter and Instagram over the years. Wow. But... From my end of it, it looks like this guy has always been a tryhard. Tryhard narcissist. Tryhard narcissist. Abuser, predator. From cult the, there was a couple of other blogs that I found. I don't remember the. All right, one of them was Lipstick Alley, I believe, and then the other one was that Gossip Rocks. They're like um, blog sites, basically, of um, or like forums for people that have been involved with musicians. Oh, so it's like you know, it's supposed to be like groupy, like backstories, right. which no negative connotation to the word groupie. No, I was a groupie, even though I didn't sleep with anybody. <coughs> I um, wish, <laughs> right? I was a band-aid. <laughs> um, that he is into really rough sex. Um, he specifically likes his partners to tell them that they are younger than they actually are, oh. like verbally. Um, and that he has a big dick, but I'm like, what is, what, is what, that what good does that do? Yeah. What good does that do? Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's wow. Jared Leto. Great story. Thank you. And the cult of 30 seconds to Mars. Um, yeah. Let me know what you guys 30 think. 30 SCM. 30 SCM. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me know what you guys, what you guys think. That, that sounds one. like, um, like a, a Tinder bio, 30 SCM. And like, you have to figure out like, ENM. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Destiny the other day, I was like, about one of my situationships and the girl that he was dating is ENM. And I was like, yeah, she's ethically non-monogamous. And she said, did you just say epically (laughs) (laughs) non-monogamous? No, but I should. Shit, that's so much better. (laughs) That should be the title. Epically Epically non-monogamous. I love that. I'm going to put that on my Tinder bio now. E&M, epically Parentheses, non-monogamous. epically non-monogamous. Oh my god, that was so funny. Yeah. What a good episode. Uh, okay, yeah, thanks. Both I'm... like um, one-offs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like kind of things that you wouldn't expect. Especially Mm-mm. I feel picking like a more recent topic like yeah. this. It's especially something that I was kind of like familiar Slightly, with. Slightly like involved like, in. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really interesting to That's to crazy. See. Yeah, and also the like the fact that they were the like winners of that contest stay overnight were forced to put on masks. It gave me serious uh, Infinity Pool vibes. 
Oh, 100%. Like, and then she said it felt like it was like a thousand turns, a thousand left turns, a thousand down slopes, a thousand up slopes. Like, it was was so disorienting. Yeah, those like fucked up masks that they wear in the beginning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's literally what it reminded me of. And I was like, cringe. Um, So, yeah. Uh, There's a Smars uh, colon mediocre or cult? Question mark. Or both. Or both. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, And there was, oh, also worth mentioning, I think in 2020 or 2019, Uh um, he was at the Grammys with like on the red carpet and right. Olivia Rodrigo posed with a picture for like with him uh-huh. and all the comments were like get away from him get away stay from away him. from him stay away from her literally, no literally that too like get away from her you fucking weirdo like oh my god he so, is a weirdo he wants yeah. to be Jesus so bad he, wants to be Jesus he gives so John bad. Lennon vibes really yeah. he gives me Charles Manson vibes oh 100 percent but I give John Lennon like derogatory derogatory John Lennon derogatory <laughs> Oh, uh, all right, guys. This is a good episode. Yes. I hope you guys enjoy. Let us know what you think. Please, your we're thoughts. gonna put a poll. Yeah, what we should the poll, poll be? Um, a poll for the poll. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you want the poll to be on Instagram. All right, guys. Follow us on Instagram. On a grassy knoll. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, a GK podcast. Also on a grassy knoll for TikTok. Yes. And email us at OAGK Redux, that is R E D U X, at gmail.com. And just let us know what you're feeling. Send us yeah. a spooky story, uh, a suggestion for a An topic. Episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you were on our top listeners, let yeah, us know, please. please. That's That would be really cool. It would really warm our hearts. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. And go study some ethnobotany. Yeah. Go learn about ethnobotany in your in your area. Yeah. <laughs> it's more likely it's than more you likely think. It's more likely than you think. <laughs> all right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye. Bye.